0: or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Bellara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, we're here with Eric Martel. Eric purchased his first apartment building at just 18 years of age. Uh, that, that's incredibly impressive. Um, and after graduation, he was an actuary um, and sort of that experience, I think, led into kind of a mindset shift in terms of, you know, financial freedom and planning. So Eric, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Jason. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Um, So I would love it if you would just kind
0: of go ahead and tell people really what that journey was like. I think uh, it's actually quite interesting, probably to a lot of people that you were able to get started at such a young age. So, um, you know, maybe talk about that and and, and what you've learned through throughout your time as an investor. I'd love to hear, hear all of it.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, um, you know, I I bought my first apartment building, an eight-unit apartment building, when I was uh, still at university, 18 years of age, Uh, and the reason for this is because I just happened to uh, meet an individual that was a real estate investor, and he agreed uh, to mentor me. Uh, When I was younger, uh, you know, I don't want to go into a long story about my childhood, but you know, I lived in a, a life with the middle class, uh, you know, my parents live, uh, you know, paycheck to paycheck and like most, like many, many people. So pretty usual kind of thing. But I knew from an early age that that's not the life I wanted for myself. And um, so when I met this individual, he uh, and he was just a regular college community college uh, teacher. Uh, and uh, he managed to build a 36-unit apartment building from scratch. He was looking at building uh, a shopping center. He had the, the land already for it. He, had, he was looking at investing into nursing homes and all of that. And did I mention he was just a community college teacher? Basically, just a regular salary, nothing uh, special, no special education. And um, he managed to do that and um so i knew there was something there and i wanted to learn anything that i could from him uh, also at the time i was also uh, going out with uh with uh, my girlfriend and then her parents her father was a mechanic he had he was also investing a lot in real estate uh her mother was a hairdresser and you know and she managed uh they were separated and so they, they both had like apartment buildings and all of that so i knew that there was you didn't need to be like super rich you didn't need to have some special skills in order to uh to make it uh to to have some financial stability using uh using real estate so this guy just came you know was introduced by by this family and i knew i said i i want to teach me everything you can and uh, basically, it took about nine months, maybe a year, to kind of like get everything in order and find the property that uh, would meet my criteria, uh, which was no money down, <laughs> no money down, and cash flowing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so these are the two main criteria. I didn't care what else, but that was these were the key criteria. And yeah, after like a few months, I found it, and um, you know, and my my realtor was like. You know the whole way he was telling me this is this does not exist you can't find that you just it's not there and then when i found it they say oh okay (laughs) maybe it does yeah but uh but it took a long time so and it was not also in the very nicest neighborhood and um so you know trying to find the next one i said well this is this is very difficult uh i was graduating from from school and i said okay well i'm gonna get make some money and then I'll kind of, uh, I'll try to buy another apartment building. But then you, once you get into the W-2 kind of mind frame and stuff like that mindset, then it's kind of hard to get out of that. And, um, and then the places that the cities that I lived in, um, you know, there was no deals that, that I could find. So it was very hard to find something that would be cash flowing, even though I would put money down. Now I had some money saved up. So I said, well, you know, this is okay. well, this is not the right time or this is not the right building or I would kind of keep looking. But I was also working full time. So it was pretty, pretty tough to do that. Um, Eventually, I did some independent consulting, moved to California, did more uh, independent consulting here. I had a ton of uh, stock options at the time. And um, I said, well, I want to diversify. I want to buy, you know, real estate. So I started kind of networking with the people around here. Not sure if you're familiar with the San Francisco uh, real estate market, but in 2000, when I moved, and still today, it's a very hot market. So finding something that cash flows is uh, at a good return, uh, a cash on cash return is pretty much impossible. So... You know, so I said, okay, I'm going to stay in the stock market. And in 2001, we had the dot com crash. So pretty much lost everything. Um, I said, okay, well, this is, this was my turning point at this, uh, at that time. I said, okay, this is enough of stock market and stuff like that. Whenever I move forward, it has to be focused on cash flow. It has to be um, something also that has very good return. And it has to be uh, something that I'm in control of. If I fail, I can accept my own failure, but I can't accept doing something on the stock market and all of a sudden, you know, the whole thing, uh, you know, collapse for whatever reason. Um, so I said, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do that. And then I, I, I looked at real estate, but again, it, in the San Francisco market, it didn't really work out. Then I looked at other businesses that would potentially cash flow where I would put some money in and then I would be able to kind of get. So I did like a, a gourmet sauce company. We did a low carb grocery store. We did, um, you know, a number of different businesses that in the hope that these businesses would actually cash flow and be self-managed and we can step step back and then, you know, just let them run. <clears throat> Easier said than done. And uh Gourmet sauce company is uh, it's, it's very difficult, tight market, and then so we exited that. We worked on it for five years, didn't lose any money, but we didn't make any money either. So it was kind of a break even situation, uh, and then so then we said, okay, well, we moved on. And we looked at uh, real estate. One of my son came to me and said, hey, you know, I want to do uh, want to do real estate investment. I said, what? <laughs> So I said, man, I kind of like brought back memories and stuff. I said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's look at that. Let's look at that again, you know? And um, so we shared that. So I, I had an open mind and um, yeah, I mean, we tried again to do different kinds of strategies in uh, San Francisco Bay area. Didn't quite work out. And eventually uh, this is when we are, we started looking out of uh out of California altogether. We said, let's look at it more strategically and say, okay, well, what is a perfect market where I would get cash flowing uh, rental properties? I want to have like a solid, a pretty good economy. I want to have diversified uh, businesses in that city. I want to have, you know, not, uh, you know, where the real estate market is not too hot so I can buy, Houses at a decent uh, price, the rent is high enough, there's good unemployment, blah, blah, blah. So, a list of criteria. Then we, I start searching the different markets, and then we came up with Memphis and uh, Cleveland and St. Louis. Okay. And that's where, so we've, the first house we bought was uh, in Memphis, a single family home, paid like $35,000 for it, put like five or $10,000, uh, and then it was cash flowing about two hundred dollars $50 a, a month or something like that. So that was our first house. And then we say, oh, this is great. So this is, let's do another one. And uh, so we found another distress. And then so we basically kind of like doubled, like we got started with one. Then we said, well, let's do two and let's do four and all of that. And uh, so that's kind of how we we started in that, uh, in that business, just thinking of building our own single family portfolio at that point and um and then after that then our friends you know they they've seen some of the other businesses that we've done so they became curious and said uh what are you guys doing like said, uh, i hear that you're doing like investment in memphis why memphis blah blah, blah. so yeah so then they, these people these same individuals that were questioning us uh decided to invest with us buy properties from us and all of that. And this is when Martel Turnkey was basically uh, created and founded where we said, okay, well now we need to, this is a completely different business. We're going to help people build passive income portfolio. And this is how that, that whole mission of Martel Turnkey came about.
0: Very interesting. That's There's a lot to, I feel like we can go through a whole lot. It's <laughs> actually really cool. So, uh- uh, well, maybe let's start sort of back at the beginning. It's it's always interesting to me to see how influential people's uh, experiences at a young age are. And, you know, you mentioned you, you sort of fell into this sort of perfect storm of where everyone around you was investing in real estate, despite not being, you know, the traditional, what maybe what people think of these, you know, really wealthy people, only really wealthy people invest in real estate. and mm-hmm. And it's, it's not true right it's it's accessible to to virtually anyone uh you, you know it's it's not always easy but it's it's doable it's there and so you were lucky enough to kind of encounter that at a very young age and get that you know sort of entrepreneurial bug right off the bat so where did you where was that eight unit where did you buy that
1: it was in uh near montreal about 45 minutes outside of montreal okay in a little town called trois rivières okay three rivers <laughs>
0: not familiar but that's okay that's
1: okay oh yeah i know it tells
0: you i mean but it's it's again you you made a great point where you know the realtor is telling you oh no that doesn't exist and i'm sure you probably had a number of other people sort of telling you you're too young you're you know you don't have the money whatever it is like all of those limiting beliefs that we we have in ourselves and also get put on by you know on us by others and and uh you had the you know determination to sort of ignore that and say, I'm going to do this. So that's, that's a fantastic start. And then I think, uh, you know, then your journey into, you started your W2 job and, and you get a little bit maybe away from it because you have, you know, people call it the golden handcuffs or what, you know, whatever you want to say, there's, yeah. there's really coming in. I don't, I don't have, it's time. an addiction, right? It's yeah. a, it's
1: a little bit of an addiction. I mean, yeah. it's very hard. I mean, when you're a professional, you make decent amount of money, especially when you're young. I mean, you make a lot of m- more money than you can spend. And then you're just like, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They're giving me all this money. Right, right. Um, yeah. And you you sort of, you know, at that time, you
0: almost feel, at least I did, I almost felt grateful that people were willing to pay me money and all I had mm-hmm. to do is work, right? And it was just yeah. like, you get caught up in that now. And I think both of us are, you know, sort of in that <laughs> mindset of, wait a second, maybe that's not such a sweet deal. <laughs> I'm not yeah. giving up my time for, for money isn't, isn't necessarily the way to go. But so the other thing I find sort of interesting there is that I often hear people talk about how they go from single family to multifamily, mm. right? They kind of, that's the that's the progression. Not, not everybody, but that's when people say, oh, I want to scale or whatever. That's what they go to. Now you sort of did the opposite, right? You started with an eight unit which i think is actually a lot of people consider a very big first step especially as as a person as young as 18 and then you kind of flipped into this uh single family inv- family investing model but you created a business out of it different from just having your own investments right so you had that and so it's it's you're you're maybe able to scale by incorporating it as something that you can provide as a service to other people. And so maybe, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about sort of, I know you said it almost sounds like it sort of just turned into a thing because friends started asking, but at some point, I'm, I'm assuming you, you turned that truly into a, a true business and not just, Hey, my friends, you know, you want to, <laughs> you want to come, come, come work on this one with me. So how did you, how did you make that transition? Cause I think that's a, an important distinction. You had, had run other businesses so it seems you knew how to do that but how did you make that you know kind of from oh this is just our you know whatever it is our hobby our side hustle hey wait a minute this is a this is an actual viable business
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i think the uh, i mean the the change is really about uh so so when we were doing the the single family so we started building our portfolio and then we say well what do we need if we're going to turn this into a business what do we need well we need Somebody obviously is going to do the sales. Can we actually do the transactions? Who, you know, who's going to do the transactions and all of that? And then where are we going to find our buyers? So we have a couple of buyers now, but where are we going to find more people that are going to want to buy, buy this? Um, so, and then what are we going to price them at? And so you have to kind of figure out the whole process of, you know, okay, we're going to acquire, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. What does it look like from the person that's going to buy the turnkey rental? Is this going to be a good, a good return for them? Are they going to have good cash flow and all, all that kind of stuff? So that's the product. The product, I mean, we, we sell single family rentals, but really what we're, what we're selling is a financial product. It looks like a house, but it's actually giving you tax benefits, appreciation, inflation protection, and it's uh, giving you cash flow. So... So that's that's what the product is about. So we want to make sure that we wrap everything around it, so that it's super easy for people to buy these properties, and that they have um, and they have positive cash flow, and they have a good return. So the same thing that we we were looking for when we built our portfolio, we basically are doing that for for our clients right now. So that's kind of how how we uh, we can transform that into. Uh, into the business, uh, and I'm doing this business with my my two sons, my wife, and now we also have other people that are our extended family. I would say uh, people that have joined us to help, uh, you know, help in the sales, help in the acquisition. We have a couple of people just doing acquisitions right now, and we do uh, hundred about ten houses per month, so 120 houses per year. So right now, so so yeah, so it's a pretty it's it's a sizable business. Yeah. It's not super big, but uh, it's, um, it's going well. And uh, we, we're really helping people kind of build that passive income in portfolio. You could do commercial. I mean, you mentioned something about commercial versus single family rental. You could People can definitely do commercial uh, real estate and then jump right into it. It's a little bit more risky. You have, you need more money. It's uh, the due diligence is a little bit more uh, complicated. Financing is a little bit uh, more complicated in, in some other ways. So it's for most people, it is a little bit out of reach. So um, that's why my recommendation for, uh, for people is just start with single family rental, get your feet wet, get something going. Uh, you need only like twenty or $30,000 in order to get started with your first single family rental. And you're going to start getting some cash flow and some tax benefits. And then you can move on. And once you have like uh, enough single family rentals and you feel more confident, then you can go into a multifamily or you can do a, a syndication or a joint venture with us and invest in, in a multifamily. Yeah, sure. So... Are you still living in San Francisco? Uh, it- we're in LA right now. Oh, in LA. So am I. Yeah,
0: it's funny. Yeah. Um, you're, but you're investing still in in Kentucky, St. Louis, kind of that uh you know Midwest area.
1: Yeah, yeah in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, and and um, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, St. Louis, and Detroit. Do you now have now. do you have people there? I assume you must have a mm-hmm. team, you
0: know, sort of boots on the ground. Is is, uh, are are any of those people you know part of your your immediate family that's now working with you, or is everybody kind of here, and you've got a team uh, that you've hired to work, to sort of be in in location?
1: Yeah, so we have we have a team on the ground for each of these cities, uh, and then basically we have the property management company that uh, that is partnering with us is kind of central to the whole the whole transaction and the whole process then we have contractors and all of that that are helping with uh, obviously with the renovations and then we often have like a project manager or realtor that is there at uh, kind of overseeing the whole thing and be our eyes and ears on the on the ground in in memphis i have one of my son is there and is handling the uh, the constructions and uh, the renovation and all, all of that on the ground uh, in cleveland we have about um, about what, 10, 10 construction crews uh, and then pretty sizable property management company there and a very good team. And then same thing with St. Louis and, and Detroit. So each each uh, city has a team on the ground. And then we focus on on the process and the monitoring and all of that. I mean, this um, is a little bit different. Like uh, if you look back before the iPhone, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to do this business right? So uh, we wouldn't be able to, you know, now I I can have pictures, I can have video of a walkthrough and all of that and say, hey, what is this? What is that? And so now it's, uh, now this is something that uh, we can, it's accessible now to do out of state. You even have like electronic signature. And so everything is so, so much easier. It's not quite, not a hundred percent there, but it's, it's really getting there pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technology has really uh, I think accelerated, you know, our ability to do these sort of transactions that were almost exclusively local now virtually anywhere, right? It's, it's like, we're, we're investing in the Southeast. It's like every, it's like, you you know, you essentially have a, a mobile office in your hand with your phone. It's, it's easy to do all that you need to do. Um, <laughs> Occasionally, yeah. someone still needs a wet signature for whatever reason. I don't know, but it's yeah, you know. But the most of the time, you know, you can use DocuSign yeah. and things like that, and it's yeah. uh, it's not hard to kind of get that stuff done. Um, when you are selling one of these turnkey homes, are you are your management companies in those markets? You know, sort of is that kind of part of the deal, like you sell it off and mm-hmm. say, you know, here, look, it's already managed. Are they already, do they already have a tenant in them? How, how do you sort of approach that?
1: Yeah, these are good questions because when we started building our portfolio, I mean, we all also looked at turnkey uh, providers okay. and, um, and then we decided that's why we decided to do it a little bit differently. We wanted to make sure that our client, when they get the, this. They buy that single family rentals that there's no unknown. Everything is handled for them. It's truly turnkey. So we connect them with uh, our preferred uh, lenders. We connect them and introduce them to the property management company, to the insurance company, uh, so everything. And then we don't close until there's a tenant in place. So you know that, oh, I have a tenant. I know what the rent is. And so before you close, so there's there's no unknown. Uh, from that perspective so it's truly ca- what we call cash flowing from day one this is what uh, this is what we do and uh
0: i assume that then you're doing the vetting of the tenant and collecting deposits mm-hmm. and like that yeah
1: yeah 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 that is, so better. this is also something that's very, because our clients are people that have w2 they're working full-time and uh and then so they don't have time to kind of look at everything and and finding a property management company. So we, we handle everything uh, from A to Z, and then, then we close, and then they, they deal exclusively with the, the property management company after that.
0: Okay, okay, very nice. You, you sort of touched on how you have you know, preferred relationships with these vendors and, and everything. Have you given any thought to you know getting more vertically integrated in that essentially bringing all of that in-house and, and providing those services I know that's obviously sort of a, a big leap it sounds like you've got a lot of the construction sort of under your control but um, any of that stuff even you know a lending platform or, or uh, your own property management companies or things like that have you thought about that type of expansion or are you sort of happy with where it's at um, just sort of curious where where your uh, where your goals are with it
1: yeah, so we, uh, we are actually looking at different things. Uh, so one of the things that we're looking at, for example, we're starting to create, we want to create like a title company, uh, our own title company. So that's, uh, it's going to be out of Ohio. We're looking for someone in there. So if any of your listeners uh, have a license in Ohio, let it call me Yeah, <laughs> because we're looking for somebody, an entrepreneur that wants to really be the, the CEO and the leader of that of that company. The, uh, the other thing, too, in terms of lending, so we do also seller financing, uh, less now, but we, we did do some seller financing in the past. And right now, I mean, we're just experimenting with something a little bit, uh, little bit different. It's going to be kind of like uh, a lease to own of rental properties. So where you would get, uh, you would get the rental, you would uh, get the rental and everything from uh, from the property, and then you would be able to put some savings uh, towards that every month, we would get the money and after uh, three or five years, you would be able to have you know, owned the property, we would transfer ownership of the property, and then at the specific price predetermined price. So that's where we're looking at that right now, kind of as a new, uh, a new way of financing uh, financing these deals. And the reason is that some people, they don't have that twenty dollars to $30,000 to get started. So that's one, one aspect of it. And uh, I feel like it's very important for people to start focusing on financial freedom and um, so this would potentially help them. If you don't have the down payment, then at least you're going to get the, the rental income help you kind of build that uh, that passive income and that uh, that down payment.
0: Yeah, use that. That's that's actually a really great product for people to get started that, that you know, just just to get your foot in the door, do that even once or twice. And then, and then at that point, you should be able to start using some of that rental income to then use put towards down payments on, on future properties. Mm Is it, it's kind of like a, like a subject to type of situation where in in terms of. It is, it
1: is, well, it is an, in a way, I mean, this company, basically we would continue to hold the property. I mean, we're defining kind of like the criteria, but uh, basically the com- martel turnkey would still own on the property you would basically pay a lease fee to do that and the lease fee would pay for kind of like as if you were uh, lending or mortgaging the property and then another component of that would be the um uh, the savings component and then at the end of the three or five year period then you would have enough down payment to cover like you know, half half the down payment and the closing costs for that. You still have to come up with a little bit of residual, and then we'll be able to transfer ownership at that point uh, with a lender. So I guess that's maybe yeah, maybe more like a masterly. I mean, anyway, it's kind of a lease to own. If you think of it as a car car rental, it'd be kind of like that. So right. you basically put a down. payment, uh, this one you may not even have to put a down payment, but it'd be a small down payment. Yep. you would pay your your um your fee for on uh, for the car and the lease and yep. at the end, you have a residual amount if you want to own if you want to own the car at the end, you pay the residual amount and then you can get uh, a loan for the for the car and stuff like that at that point gotcha. it'd be kind of like that
0: i i'm always I always really love just like hearing the the creativity the different. The, it's one of the best things about real estate is there's so many different ways that it can be done. There's just so many different ways. It's like, as you mentioned, you, most of your clients probably have W2 jobs. They're busy. They are, you know, they are looking for something that is pretty hands-off and, and uh, you know, uh, fairly easy to get started. And now you can do that, you know, with this model, you've got, you're able to provide people that with with effectively that don't have the down payment to start. So it really, uh, it's really nice to have so many different options and it's good to have also just the ability to get people started. Right. Cause that's, that's the yeah. most important thing in real estate is just, just getting started. So however you can get your foot in the door and, you know, and then, you know, from there, the sky's the limit, you can really do a lot with that. So um, re- really cool, uh, really cool business model. I, I like that a lot. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, maybe Eric, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, I do have, you know, sort of a handful of questions that I like to ask each guest so we can go to that here. Um, the first one is relevant to the name of the show being Know Your Why. So, so what is your why? What's, what's your motivation for success and, um, kind of keeps you, keeps the fire burning?
1: Well, I had uh, why's changed change over time, right? So uh, when I was younger at 18 years old, I want the why of the real estate was to learn and by learn by doing and showing to myself that, you know, I, I can make money I can, without having a, a job, a W2 job. Yeah. So that was something that was very important. Now, it's really about uh, building a legacy for my children. And then, uh, you know, pre- before it was also achieving financial freedom. So that's, done now it was it's about leaving a legacy for my children making sure that there's something uh, after that where my my kids are taken care of and my grandkids and uh, so I think we're pretty much there and then uh, but uh, this is something that was very important to me and uh, also I I always wanted to uh, work with my family so I've achieved that as well. So this is I work with my two sons very closely, and uh, and my wife uh, who's in the office next door, but uh, you know, so this is this is great. It's it may not be their dream, but it's mine. So uh, <laughs> it's your dream that you sucked them into.
0: That's be right. A part of. Yeah, I mean, well,
1: I, I don't know. They they sucked me in too. So it's was kind yeah, of. A I was going to say sure they're
0: probably. Probably pretty happy with the way things are working out. So that's uh, yeah. that's really nice. I, I think I too. I mean, I can't. My kids are very young right now, but I I look forward to you know sort of having them be a part of it. And you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, we own this building. Let's go walk or let's let's uh, let's build something or do a flip or you know whatever it is. Just yeah. kind of let them be be a part of it. So I, I really do look forward to that in, in a few. Yeah. Years. Um. All right. Well, the next question is this may be uh, foreshadowing, I'm not sure what you're going to say, but tell us something about yourself that is maybe not common knowledge, something uh, people don't know. Uh, one of the examples I often give is a special skill. So we, we talked a little bit about it before we started recording, that's, that's one. If you have something else uh, you want to share, then uh, please please do.
1: Well, there's a lot of things, but I mean, I would say uh, probably a bake bread so that's, uh, I'm a bread baker, I, I love, I, I love fermentation in general. So I also used to make beer and all that. And, and I like wine. And, uh, but uh, yeah, bread, I think it's that's something I, I do. And uh, I have my own, you know, sourdough starter that uh, I've been feeding for years. And um, so yeah, no, that's about
0: that. I- Someone else I'm sure there's
1: a metaphor in there for real estate, but right I, uh,
0: <laughs> there's so, something <laughs> about baking bread that I feel like you can always find some connection. But I, uh, it, this is a dumb question, I'm sure of it. But I have the only bread baking I've seen is a bread maker, like one of those oh, yeah. essentially those machines. That's not what you're doing, right? You're actually no,
1: that's not it's by hand. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's what I. That's what I assumed, but it's I. I do not bake bread. As- <laughs> So I don't have that. I don't have that connection. It it is uh, great.
1: I mean, it's something for people to try at least once. I think it's very, very good. That's fantastic.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure your family gets uh, to reap the benefits of that as well. Getting, (laughs) getting some delicious fresh bread. So that's amazing. We'll, we'll put whatever you like in the show notes, but how, uh, how would you like people to reach out to you if they, you know, when they hear this and they want to connect? I know you said you're looking for someone for your title company, uh, but what would be the best best way to, to touch base?
1: So the best way would be on Instagram, E underscore Martel, M-A-R-T-E-L, or on Facebook, eric.martel.ca. It would be very good. Uh, I also have my website too, so you have all the links in there, marteleric.com. Okay, good.
0: And we'll we will put that all in the show notes. So it's there for people. Uh, Final question. So maybe think well, you started very young, but think back to think back to a long time ago, uh, when you were sort of getting started, what would you give to your to people as as advice, you know, whether that's motivational or purely uh, technical advice, what, what would you say to people that are trying to sort of get going into into real estate?
1: Well, I would say take, take action. I think this is, uh, there's, there's support for you out there, kind of like network, know the people that, that can, that can help you and then take action. I think this is, this is the the most important thing. Uh, it's better to take action and, and make, make a mistake than not take action at all. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, just get started. You know, as, yeah. as we talked about with your, um, you know, your rent to, you know rent or lease to rent i guess yeah <laughs> that model well you
1: even know. look at uh if you just look at you know gourmet sauce company i mean it was it was a great experience five years of my life i mean i could look at it and say oh five years wasted but uh, it was a great experience we learned a lot about it and in the end i mean we didn't make money but we didn't lose money so it was kind of like it was great learning and great experience and, uh, and many other business, like the low carb grocery store, same thing. I mean, we just like, we, uh, my wife ran it for a couple of years and then Atkins died. And then uh, <laughs> uh, for those who know the low carb diet, so he was kind of critical, but uh, anyway, so, you know but we didn't lose, again, we didn't lose money, great experience and all of that. So calculate, having calculated risk, take actions, but calculate your risk, make sure you're, and then find the support in people that, uh, that they're going to help you build a team around you. And uh, yeah, you will be successful. Eventually you will be successful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just given time, you're, you're bound to sort of uh, become successful at some point, as long as you put in the work. Yeah. And I think that's actually a really great point is, you know, you had these other businesses and you can say, oh, we didn't make any money or whatever, but what? What it did is it taught you more and more about running a business. And so now you've got another business that's extremely successful. And it's yeah. probably some of those experiences with the gourmet sauce and the, and the grocery store, all of that, it all just builds. It's all just, it's all just a part of your, your life experiences, and then you can move them forward, you know, from there. And I hear people, you know, people will say, uh, if you, it's, it's okay to fail, because mm-hmm. you're not starting from scratch, you're starting from experience. And that's yeah, kind yeah. of exactly what, what you're, you did here. It's not that you're, you know, gourmet sauce, it didn't fail, but it didn't didn't make you a billionaire. Yeah. Just, you know, it it was didn't
1: your- reach its your- objective, that's for sure. Right, right. It, it, it <laughs> you could call that a failure.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's it, it again, I think it prepares you for the, you know, further yeah. steps. So uh, I think that's fantastic listen, Eric, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. This has been great. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing, hearing about your story. So, so thank
1: you again. Well, thank you for having me, Jason. Pleasure to be here. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we'll get going. Uh, have a good day, everyone.
1: I'd like to show you why
0: knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, then Know Your Why podcast is made for you.